Big Sis Podcast. We love Big Sis! Welcome to this episode of the Big Sis Pod. I'm your host, Karen Mason. Something I only recently learned, it was probably about two years ago, was the fact that we as human beings all have both masculine and feminine tendencies. No matter what your sex or your sexual preference, we actually all need to understand how to balance the two. To help explain this much better than I can, Jenna Ward, the founder of School of Embodied Arts, joins us right now over the phone from Brisbane. Welcome, Jenna. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thanks so much for your time. And look, you know, I'm just finding with the Big Sis Pod, I really want to talk about topics that a lot of people don't really know about. And, you know, I sort of talk to my girlfriends and think, oh, you haven't heard of that. So I sort of go through my own journey and and find things out and I really want to get the experts in. So... You obviously know all about this topic, but I just went to a retreat and sort of found out about it and went, oh, that's a bit of an aha moment for me. Are you finding that when you work with your clients that they're sort of like, wow, I had no idea? There are so many women who are inherently, and I'm one of them, have been like inherently indoctrinated into really masculine ways of operating and working in the world and not realizing that there's another pole, another opposite the feminine and particularly for women it's often like a bit of a light like a similar to what you expressed an aha moment when they begin to like access the gifts the resources the ways of living and operating that reside more towards the feminine end of the spectrum and it certainly has been the case for me as well. Yeah well since sort of having that aha moment for myself I started to find like I guess this is an easy way to start explaining it is that my clothing so if I really was in a work head sort of period and I'd be like, right, okay, I really need to get this work done. I've been putting it off. I end up dressing more in a masculine vibe. So maybe like ripped jeans, runners, you know, t-shirts, flannel shirts, and maybe a baseball cap. So I sort of then go, oh, I've kind of gone into the masculine today. Is that quite common? It can be. I think in terms of the way we dress, that's an inherent reflection of who we're being. But particularly around the work piece that you mentioned, work is the type of way that we work in in our society is a very penetrating go, get SH, you know what, T done. Yeah. So it absolutely draws on, you know, when you do need to produce a lot of work, you do need a lot of direction, structure purpose and go energy and that's all masculine energy and one of the challenges comes is that we're a lot of us are only using that energy but it absolutely will be reflected in the way you speak the way you approach your tasks the clarity that you have and when that's the energy that we're embodying when that's the energy that's inside of us naturally comes out in the shape of our face in the clothes that we choose in the language that we choose and also the way we make decisions and interact with other people around us. Yep. And so basically, yeah, I've been finding that I tap into these sort of different modes and I've discovered that maybe, you know, when I'm around my boyfriend, if we're going on a date, I then go, oh, hang on, I really need to tap back into my feminine so that he can then go into and really step into his masculine. Is that the kind of advice you could give your clients? Well, I think that is very much one popular way to approach the feminine, the masculine, particularly in the context of relationship, like, oh, I want to be the the feeling, loving, receptive one that always softens and I want my man to be the strong one who's providing and who's taking care of us. And as 
women who have the privilege right now to be quite empowered and have a lot of equal opportunity in the first world, we're really blessed to be able to say, actually, I don't have to prove anything to my man, so it's okay for me to be more feminine. But we really also have to be very careful to not apply that same lens dogmatically because there's absolutely going to be times when we're talking about just for an example, a heterosexual relationship, so a man and a woman, there's actually absolutely times that as the woman in relationship, you need to step up and be the one who's in your masculine so that your man can have his feminine side, which is his more emotional, loving, sensitive side come out to play. So I agree that sometimes it is the play of like, you know, you being the softer, sexy one, but we can't necessarily apply that all the way across the board because then we actually say, well, then I can only be feminine and then he can only be masculine. And that actually can create a lot of problems in and of itself as well. That's exactly right. And I did actually go to a retreat where it was a masculine empowerment retreat. And it's such an interesting topic, which is why I wanted to have you on, was the masculine, um, stepping into their masculine is to actually tap into the feminine and be vulnerable for their partner. So yeah, it's such an interesting topic to sort of delve into. Absolutely. And I think that this languaging around masculine and feminine, I find in a lot of the ways that I work, it's really popular at the moment. Like it's a popular conversation. I think it's a really good conversation for us to be having. But, you know, when we start applying it to our lives, which don't necessarily have polite boxes or containers or, you know, life's a bit messy, it can be a little bit tricky to figure out how to take the principle and actually how to apply it to your life in a way that is really empowering and that really works for you, which is a lot of the work that I love doing with women. Yes. Okay. So as a professional, how would you explain, I guess there's that symbol yin and yang, and it's probably the easiest way to explain it. Is that what you do? In terms of defining or describing what the feminine and the masculine are, yin and yang is technically from a different tradition, but the same concept. The concept being that duality exists masculine and feminine. They're two halves of a whole. Yin, yang, they're two halves of a whole, just like day and night or the tide coming in and the tide going out. One doesn't exist without the other, but what they represent are two different poles, like the North Pole and the South Pole, that are just the opposite ends of the spectrum. And as women, as individuals, even as men, we are somewhere between those two poles feminine and the masculine at any point and a healthy balance of both of them is needed for us to be in our full potential for us to be in our full you know happiness or joy or whatever it is that we want to be in our full purpose for example so understanding that yeah they are two halves of a whole they're not separate distinct things there are times when they will absolutely flow into each other and learning to be competent, learning the language, learning how to access both of those poles is what's so useful about, you know, the language, masculine and feminine. Because when we know how to kind of say, well, now I want to cultivate more of my feminine, like you were describing before, maybe in what you wear or the way that you approach your work. When we know that's a possibility, now we've actually got a bit of a framework for beginning to explore more of ourselves. And that's incredibly useful if we're a woman who wants to love more the feminine end of the spectrum and to have more freedom and more direction in our life, which is the masculine end of the spectrum. And I don't know who wouldn't want that actually. Yeah, well, that's
that's the thing. We, we all want to be life balanced in all different areas of our life. So with the masculine and feminine, there's some light and dark sort of attributes. Can you run us through those? If we think about the masculine and the feminine, I'm just going to build a little bit of a framework in our minds for us to think about this. So if we think about the feminine on the left hand, it's the feeling, emotional, loving, depth. And one word that we can use to describe the feminine, um, so she's sometimes described as like Shakti or Mother Earth. She's like abundant and beautiful. Then on the right hand, we've got the masculine. He's more when he's in our body. And I'm using the word he, but women also have the masculine. The masculine is more like going energy, like purposeful direction, like let's get this stuff done. So when we speak about light and dark, we're kind of speaking about the different attributes of these two different poles. So the feminine, in a healthy, balanced way, is feeling her emotions, feels empowered by her emotions, and is empowered by her her sensual, her pleasure-filled energy. But then in an unhealthy way, the feminine can also feel lost in her emotions, absolutely unsure how to deal with all of the sensitivities in life and a little bit overwhelmed. So these are some of the ways we can think about the masculine and the feminine in a healthy and in an unhealthy way. And that might be what you're referring to in terms of light and dark. I would just say they're rather healthy and unhealthy. Mm. And then when it comes to the masculine, so masculine is about going, getting somewhere, getting things done. We employ a lot of masculine energy when we have a purpose in mind. In really healthy ways, the masculine is balanced and he's really rooted in himself as he moves towards his purpose in unhealthy ways, which is actually the majority of the way. And this is where a lot of women find that they like illuminate, that they actually have a little bit of an imbalance between these different poles. In overworking, in only being obsessed with purpose without taking any rest, in feeling overworked, in feeling like we're really up in our head thinking all the time, these are some of the darker or maybe shadow aspects of the unhealthy masculine balance. And I certainly know that is how, this is actually how I came to the framework. By just feeling like I was working and constantly producing and having to get somewhere. And it was just exhausting. Didn't have any of the feminine in it. And so it wasn't fulfilling. That's right. And I do see it in a lot of women because we are competing in a very competitive world of we're trying to make our mark, especially in our careers. So we we do tap into that masculine. Can you give us some easy tips for females in particular to try and tap back into their feminine power? So feminine power is emotional power. It is like the energy of our emotions and our feeling states within the body. And so the more that we become aware of what emotion is driving this action, the more we become aware of what is the feminine depth that is driving this purpose, this moving forward. So in every action that we take in the day, there's going to be some emotional energy that's fueling that. You know, when we show up to do our work, there might be who knows what energy, the energy of adrenaline, got to get this done, you know, got to be there, got to outsmart this person or whatever the case may be. Bringing our awareness to the energy behind the action is really important because that means that, number one, we can really begin to get more truthful with ourselves about why are we the way we are. Ultimately, the actions that we take in the world are 
the person that we are. Like we can have all these beautiful thoughts about who we are on the inside, but if the actions that we're taking out in the world, that's like really three-dimensional reality. That's who we are. So when we bring the awareness to what's the emotion, what's the energy behind this action, we actually begin to get more clear on what's this feminine fuel that's actually fueling this action. And I've got to tell you, when we first start doing this exercise, often it's not very pretty because often a lot of the emotional energy that's fueling our actions is stressed out, deficiency, not good enough, need to do better, need to do more. And the reality is that if we actually want to get to a place whereby there's emotions like joy and freedom and purpose fueling our actions, we've got to tell the truth with where we are right now. So those would be my two big tips for getting started. What's that emotion that's actually driving any single action that you take? And can you tell yourself the truth of that? Can you just tune in just to ask that question? Those two things are going to tap you back into your emotions, which is the more feminine side of the spectrum. And whether they're positive emotions or whether they, you know, we might think of them as negative emotions, they're actually not negative. They're just emotions that we don't want to feel. No matter where they are along the spectrum, tapping into those emotions is actually where our feminine fuel is at. And that's our feminine power. Wow, that's fantastic to know. Now, you also offer a free four-step feminine magnetism map. What does this involve? So as women, when we think about magnetism, it's one of our like rocking feminine gifts. So if we think about feminine magnetism, it's actually like our feminine power, our feminine allure, which is like our ability, not using anything witchy or nasty or or crazy or anything like that, just the intrinsic ability that every woman has to draw her desires towards her. And when we get tapped into our feminine power, which is what the magnetism map is speaking about, these are the steps to getting tapped into your power. When we actually begin to tap into that power, we can begin to draw the things that we desire towards us. That's our feminine skill. And so that means that we don't have to work so goddamn hard for everything, which is our masculine skill. So if you're super interested in getting that map, it's totally free and I'd encourage anybody who's interested in learning more about the masculine, the feminine, feminine power and the gift of our feminine power, which is our magnetism, which, you know, so many examples of how that's helped me out. The details are actually over on my website, which is jennaward.co slash map. Super would love you to download that so that you can have a look at where you are at on the spectrum for yourself. Well, I just learned so much from this chat and I know that our audience did too. So thank you so much for your time. I know that you and I could talk about this for hours, but we probably should wrap it up. So I'm just going to give you guys that website one more time, jennaward.co. Hey, don't worry if you can't always find a pen and paper during the Big Sis Pod Chats. You'll always be able to find the website links that you need for each episode under the podcast notes. Have an amazing week and I'll catch you next time. Listener.